Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. Excitement about generative AI has contributed to the U.S. equity rally so far this year. And on Wednesday, NVIDIA's extremely strong Q2 results and sales forecasts supported this theme. The positive results raise many questions about the outlook for productivity, economic growth, and equities. So this week, I spoke to BCA Research's chief U.S. equity strategist, Irene Tunkel, to get her take on the implications for semiconductor companies, the relative performance of growth versus value stocks, and the S&P 500 more generally. Hi, Irene. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Rokaya. Always good talking to you. So, Irene, yesterday, NVIDIA delivered an extremely strong earnings release. It beat expectations and their guidance was strong. So based on the release, what are your takeaways in terms of the implications for the semiconductor industry? Do you believe that AI spending will increase as much as the rally in semiconductor stocks imply? And is there scope for semiconductor stocks to rally further? Yes, uh, NVIDIA had completely amazing results yesterday. But I would say that a great company doesn't always make a great investment. The thing is that it's now hard to talk about semiconductor industry without, you know, getting into the specifics, into individual stocks specifically. Together, these two companies are now 50% of the S&P 500 semiconductor sector. And clearly now the sector performance and the sector fortunes are tied to performance of NVIDIA and probably to a lesser degree AMD because both of these companies are exposed to generative AI. I think that what is happening here in the industry is that there is a clear bifurcation between you know, those that are haves, as I call it, haves and have-nots. The only companies that are currently benefiting, seriously benefiting from the boom, from a boom in generative AI is NVIDIA and AMD, to the detriment of everyone else. Companies are reallocating their budgets towards uh, AI, towards generative AI, and NVIDIA has a backlog of orders and they're enjoying, you know, the strong demand for generative AI chips. But that means that some of the budget is actually relocated away from this, whatever I call worker B uh, chip companies. And as a result, you have a great sort of uh, dispersion in terms of returns, in terms of relations. So if you look at semiconductor industry as a whole, it appears quite expensive. But if you kind of look under the surface, you will see that more, you know, traditional semiconductor companies like Texas Instruments, are actually not doing that well. And so you have NVIDIA, which is kind of surging and you know enjoying you know the strong demand, and then you have everyone else. So the fortunes of the sector are actually hinging on how well NVIDIA will do. And at the same time, NVIDIA being a great company still faces lots of challenges. Because first of all, just to start with, it's a fabulous company, which means that they design chips, they don't make chips which means that they're actually hostage to the companies who have uh, foundries and can actually manufacture chips. And they are kind of hostage to the fact, can these companies actually expand capacity? And that's why during the earnings call, you know, they were emphasizing how they have secured, uh, secured chip making sort of capacity for the rest of the year. But that only highlights how many chips can actually be produced is the speed limit for their outperformance. And a lot is expected of this company because the company was able to double revenue this year. 
next quarter that are supposed to grow sales or grow revenue by 170 percent which is a lot but this is a trillion dollar company can it really grow at 100 percent per year can it actually grow in you know very large valuation shoes especially with this market being so lucrative you know new entrants will be coming in nvidia has a moment but you know there are many strong companies can kind of do the same and the main challenge is that NVIDIA's customers will become its competitors because with NVIDIA chips, expensive and hard to get. Companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, they're trying to develop their own chips in-house. And they completely have the ability to do so. They have deep pockets. And on top of that, there are quite a few startups that are you know, coming from behind. And as we know with the history of the internet, you know, you never know who will be a winner in five years. And NVIDIA by itself is priced to perfection. And it's not priced to uh, sales growth over the next year, maybe two years. People are looking very far into the future. But if you look far into the future, we cannot really yet see who will be the new competitors, who will be the new winners, who knew that NVIDIA will be the hottest sort of game in town. And so when we look at semiconductors, we see companies that are kind of struggling. And then we see NVIDIA, and again, in parentheses, AMD, which are doing well but are priced to perfection. I'm not sure if it's a really good recipe for our performance of that particular sort of segment of the market, but I do think that there is a strong good news here because demand for generative AI is booming and perhaps it will lift the entire economy, it will lift the entire market. And as Peter Beresian is saying, perhaps it will lift productivity to a degree that it will be a game changer. I'm not sure about the timeline for that, but it certainly will be happening at some point. Not on a tactical or cyclical investment horizon, but perhaps over strategic investment horizon that will, you know, give a great boost to the U.S. economy and to the U.S. stock market. Right. And we'll get to the outlook for the S&P 500 in a bit. But before we do that, what does this mean for the outlook for growth stocks versus value stocks? So growth stocks are, of course, heavily weighted towards technology. So do you believe that growth stocks will continue outperforming in this environment? Are they now at risk? And what are the factors that you're watching? Well, I have recently downgraded growth to neutral and I've kind of upgraded value from underweight to neutral. And the thinking behind that is that uh, most of the growth stocks or technology stocks, which are now almost synonymous, uh, appear to have had a good run. They are fully valued, especially large cap growth stocks. Recently, we had quite a few sort of positive economic growth surprises, and uh, recession is kind of now pushed back further into 2024, which suggests that if we are to have another quarter or two of stronger growth, then value stocks will benefit. And also the surging rates, the highest treasury yields, highest real uh, rates since 2008 don't bode well for growth stocks, which have kind of, uh, again, pricing in cash flows far into the future. So I don't want to go underweight growth because, you know, don't fight the eye. But at the same time, you know, having active position overweight growth is kind of risky because the stocks priced very strongly, rates are going up and economic growth has been surprising on the upside. And also recent gains in the S&P 500 have been down to broadening of the rally, which means that money went into the laggards. But either way, if the market is to go up, I do think that it's uh, down to you know, some of these more cyclical and value-driven segments uh, segments of the market. And if rally is to stall, then I think that growth stocks are more likely to get back gains because they have something to give back, you know, having risen so much over the past few months. 
And on that point about the S&P 500 more broadly, so as you know, NVIDIA catalyzed the broadening of the U.S. equity rally back when they released their Q1 results. But since the start of August, the rally has fizzled somewhat. So do you think that there is scope for the results to catalyze another up leg for the S&P 500? Uh, I'm not entirely sure about that because I think that uh, the market is in the consolidation stage. And it's not surprising. So there are many sort of reasons for the market to consolidate, slow down in China, again, treasury yields in an upswing. But I think uh, to a large degree, it's down to uh, valuations and technicals. And valuations are not, you know, a great timing tool, as we all know, but the long term starting point and valuations always matters. And with valuations at the beginning of August, for P being around 20 and now it's close to 19, we know, you know, analysis that would be done suggests that next 12 month returns are going to be fairly low. And basically high starting point for valuations implies lower longer term returns. And I think that's what we're seeing. Plus the market is overcrowded, especially the areas of the market that have outperformed. Again, back to NVIDIA and some of the other, you know, hot stocks. Uh, magnificent seven. So I think that when the market is expensive and overbought, it's fragile. And it's fragile to any bad news. And so it's not surprising that news out of China or rising rates have actually shaken the market. Should it have been, you know, price low at much lower multiples, if investors were already pessimistic, this news would be just another, you know, just another bad thing happening. But now expectations are so high that disappointment is likely. And I think that's why anything that's happening in the world now, any negative news will be, you know, having disproportionate effect on performance of U.S. equities. Well, thanks a lot for joining me today, Irene. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Rokaya. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.